Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome today with Life with Chris and Tatum. We are so glad that you guys are joining us here, listening to our podcast. And we wanted to just let you know we release one every single Wednesday. Woohoo! And it is so much fun to hear from so many of you that you have been listening to these podcast. We're we're hearing of literally hundreds and hundreds yeah, of people. People from all across the country. It's pretty cool. It I mean it just it boggles my mind what technology does. And I think a lot of that is due in part because of the fact that there are so many people that they are rating our podcast and it's showing up higher in different searches. And I can I just encourage you, please just take a minute right now and rate us, write a little review, make sure it's something great. And all <laughs> only say good things. Yeah. And as always, um, massive big thanks to all those that are sharing our weekend services on social media, as well as these these podcasts on social media. You're you are helping us spread the word. Spread the word and yeah. our community continues to grow and thrive. Pretty cool. And take new ground. All right. Today, um, we're really excited about this this topic. Tomorrow, honey. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas, it's Christmas Eve. Eve. Christmas is here, guys. Can you believe it? I know. What a year. I know. Did you ever think last Christmas? <laughs> no. I know what you're going to say. No. No one you ever know, The little thought. joke in the pastor's realm is this. How many pastors this last year in January did a message series called <laughs> 2020 Vision for 2020? <laughs> and we never and saw and this nobody coming. nobody saw 2020 coming. <laughs> oh. oh, thank the Lord. He's been faithful. It's almost done. He's been faithful. It's almost done. Yep. But you know, we have so much to celebrate. We do have a lot to celebrate. God I think it's been- important that we look back and remember the good. Not to dismiss or act like it wasn't a really hard year because it was, but there's been a whole lot of really incredible things that God has done. Really has. One of them and being it, that this podcast was birthed out of this season. There like, are so many new people that are connected this. into our church now. Oh yeah. I mean, it, I I I am blown away how God always takes what the enemy meant for harm and for for bad for evil, and He turns it around for for the good. For the good. I'm convinced that bad times in the world are great times for the church. It's true. Because it's it's in the bad times that that's when people look up to God. Most people don't call out to God when life is great. Yeah, when it's awesome. It's when they really, really are hurting oh. that we think, I need God. And that's when God shows God. up and he just changes lives, families. It's true. And uh, I'm thankful that the Lord did the same thing when he came at Christmas. He came into the midst of the chaos yep. that is this world, because life was pretty chaotic. And uh, that that um, works perfectly with the topic of what we're going to sort of walk through today, and that is um, about how God works through the unexpected. And so I thought it would be fun for us if we... Um, Take a look into the Bible today and specifically around the Christmas story 
and also just in our lives um, and talk about how God has worked in unexpected ways. You know, when I think back um, to the unexpected events in my life, there are oh so many, (laughs) oh so many things. um, Like, what do you mean? That stand out. Well, unexpected. So I'm like, when I think about for me, probably the most significant um, event as a child that was absolutely out of nowhere. Um, surprise for me was when I was 12 years old and um, my parents went through a divorce. And I remember the surprise of um, like being totally caught off guard that this is what, like, I had no idea that my parents had like difficulty or that they were struggling or thinking about divorce. Any, like, just was totally surprised, totally unexpected. Um, I never imagined as a, young teen, I I kind of remember as a child really praying and wanting one day to have a younger sibling. So in my life, I was the fourth child, the youngest. Um and I always and wanted you a younger were unexpected too. I was unexpected too. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Good one, babe. But I always wanted another, like a younger sibling. I didn't like being the baby to a certain degree. I wanted like a younger sibling, but I just knew that because I was unexpected, my dad had had a visectomy, if I tell the truth. He had surgery so that they couldn't have any more kids, and then I still came. (laughs) So I knew there was, in my mind, like no hope that I would ever have a little baby or uh, brother or sister, Mm -hmm. but I always wanted it. And after my parents divorced, they both got remarried. And when I was 14 to everyone's surprise. My mom was um, pregnant. And now I have a younger brother that's 14 years younger than me. But that was an event that, yeah, never could have imagined. So Chris, is there anything that you think about like in your life that stands out that happened that you never saw coming? Um, Yeah, I have a lot of them. Okay, highlight. Uh, just give us. I'll just give one that just comes off the top of my head here. Uh, when I graduated high school mm-hmm. and I went off to Bible college, I never expected that my parents would move to Memphis to become the pastors of the church there. It because you were in Wisconsin, grew I, up in well, Wisconsin. I was actually for in people Minneapolis who don't know. at Bible college yeah. at the time. Okay, mom and dad moved down to Memphis. And that caught me completely off guard. Yeah. That was unexpected. Now and That's huge, yeah. Now, I can tell you a lot how God used that. Yeah. That's uh, what we're going to talk about. Okay, well, I'll, I'll even tell how that how God used that. I'll come back to that in a okay. minute then. Okay, remember, so you can come back. So the point is that um, we have seen, and we'll talk a little bit more about how God used it, but God's hand has worked in so many of these unwanted or unanticipated, unusual events um, in my life. And I'm sure for all of you listening, you can say he's worked in these. We've all had these moments. That you just... And a lot of times we just think they're unexpected and we move on with it. And actually God is using those. Is working in it. Yeah. And that's because we serve a God who, he is a God of the unexpected. What do you think about when your back got messed up? 
couple years ago? That was another unwanted, mm-hmm. <laughs> unwelcoming uh, event in my life. But yeah, that one stands out, man. I never that was tough. Would have imagined you were in a. Bed I had for a back injury. Weeks. Yeah, well, like five years ago, probably. That just like really rocked my world. I never thought as a. I was. I mean, I'm not old, and I'm pretty active. We always lift weights. I'm always moving. And to to suddenly have this injury out of seemingly like out of nowhere that you can't walk really for two weeks for a you long laid time. In bed. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Could not move. Uh I remember I was I didn't know what to think. I mean, you were just in excruciating pain. Um that was unexpected. Yeah. And but we can look back and see, yeah, how what the Lord did in that season and what He's done since. You know, when I think about um, the Christmas story and thinking back to the time when Jesus came as a baby, how He came to the earth, it was during that time, you know, in the first century that Jews weren't really sure about what to expect of the Messiah. They knew, like they had— had these prophecies, and they knew that a Messiah would be the son of David, but many people expected Jesus to come in a much different way that he showed up. Oh, yeah. Like they saw him as coming, you know, the Messiah is going to come and he'll be this conquering king, this heroic um, leader, and um, he's going to restore the throne to the Jews. And comparing with the actual story of Jesus coming as an as an unborn baby into the womb of a virgin teenager. So it was so <laughs> unexpected. Completely. They couldn't wrap their minds around it. They couldn't believe it. Right. How many times do you think that we miss God's working in our lives because we're expecting one thing and he does we it think, in a way that it's yeah. so different? Yeah. We dismiss it. We dismiss it. And we're like, well, or God we think, can't be in That's that. That's not really God. I, I don't I don't want it like that. I'm not looking for it like that. But the Lord has a plan that oftentimes looks totally different than ours. You know, the Bible tells us in Luke 145. Blessed is she, talking about Mary, blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. And I thought we'd just talk for a minute about the word believed, because the meaning, the Greek word for believed means to have faith or to entrust. It's almost like when uh, Aladdin and Jasmine, he's on that little carpet. Remember that? (laughs) Yes. He says, do you trust me? Do you trust me? (laughs) <laughs> Do you trust me? Okay. <laughs> it's like when Jesus called Peter outside of Onto the, the water. Start water walking. Yeah. Peter. Do you trust me? Yeah. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And it's the same with Mary when I think about her um her ability to believe what the angel said to her wasn't based on like the fact that she knew this ultimate plan. That God didn't give her like the how this full story is going to unfold, and then this is what's going to happen, and then this is the next step. She couldn't see into the future. She's a young teenager. And in fact, the the Bible tells us so many times, like she was not, she was wondering herself, like, what is God doing? See, God does that, though, to protect us. Because if he told you everything that he has planned for you, if he showed you your future full on, 
Yeah. You tell them flat out. Or how this scenario no is actually going to work out yeah. to be a blessing in your life when you think that happened and that was horrible and how can anything good ever come from that? You know, you, we don't often see at the moment what God's doing until many years later or decades later. But I think for me, it's it's um, it's like super relatable when I think about Mary and her as a young mom, or initially when the angel came to her in Luke and makes this announcement, the Bible says that Mary was confused and she wondered what it meant. Later, when the shepherds come to um, tell Mary and Joseph, when they come and visit and they say, this is what the angel said to us about Jesus, Mary, the Bible says again, she was surprised and she wondered what it meant. And then I think about when Jesus was 12 years old. The Bible gives us a little insight into him being with the teachers in the temple and that he was teaching. But then it tells us about Mary, his mom, and it says in Luke 2, 46 through 50, that Mary found Jesus talking with the teachers in the temple, and she was still amazed, and she didn't understand. Wow, that's great. So for me, Mary serves as this incredible example of... Um, she heard an unbelievable word from an angel. She had to wonder, like, what is it going to be like being a young, pregnant teenager? I mean, you think about how what what she was thinking. Okay, what what is my fiance Joseph? What what's he going to say gonna about happen? all this? Yeah, I mean, think about when she would go tell uh, what her friends were to say, like. Uh, you're what? <laughs> you're what? You're showing. You're, you're pregnant, how, but you're a virgin. You're, you had what happened? The Holy Spirit showed up, <laughs> and you saw an angel. I mean, it sounds insane. If you according can to history, I think her. that she was around 13 years of age at this time. Yeah, think about trying to think about. Okay, how am I going to be a mom? Yeah, how am I going? Think about the pressure of raising God's son. It's unbelievable to think of this oh, scenario. Think about that. Yeah, like this is the <laughs> son of God and. I am going to raise him. Think about the first time that she had to spank him. <laughs> Actually, Jesus probably, probably never, never had to spank she Jesus. She never had to spank him. He was a good, <laughs> he was a good boy. <laughs> no, but being, being this young girl, being visited by an angel and being told that you're going to be the mother of the Lord would have been the most unexpected and unanticipated life event of all times. Of all recorded history ever like like i'm real i'm like thinking about this my mind is if this was you just put yourself in her in position her shoes there. but the unexpected listen what the bible tells us that her response was though in luke 138 i want to read this behold she said i'm the servant of the lord and let it be to me according to your word god and what i think that we can learn from that's a statement of trust. Yeah, we can learn from this exactly what I was going to say is her she was so fully trusted in God's plan even though she didn't understand it. See, that's where we need to get to. So I don't always understand God. Yeah. And if I did, then he's not God. Yeah. Uh there's so many people that they won't ever step out and do things because I got to figure it all figure it all out. I need to know the future before I say yes to okay, what you're asking me to do, God. Yeah. And you're you're wanting me to do what? You're wanting yeah. me to give what? You want me to pray for who? You're wanting me to get involved in 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 that? I need to know. I need the details. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes God's saying, you can't handle the details. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, because we would reject it, right? Like, we would just say, I don't think I want to, if I want to reject what feels unexpected in my life. But by doing that, we close our hearts to There's that old the will of God. That says that when you can't see God's hand, trust his heart. I like that. When you can't see God's hands, when you can't see God... When he's doing things unexpectedly around you and you can't see his hands. How this is going to play just out. trust him. Trust his heart. Yeah. Trust that he's a good God. We have to come back to the character of God and standing and relying on that. We know he's a good God. And so I know um, in my life, I'm guilty of letting my own mind dictate really what... Um, not me. I've never had that happen for me. <laughs> Dictate God's power or trying to like make my own plans instead of just going with what it seems like God's leading us this way and it just doesn't make sense or feel comfortable, but it happened. Here we are. It's unexpected and something crazy happened. And I have to ask myself, what um, what happens when I like push my own agenda rather than saying yes to what God's leading us to, or kind of just even where I find might find myself at. So if I didn't plan to have like this injury, I, I didn't plan to um, have to say the goodbye to a loved one that felt like it was way too soon, way too early. You know, we don't that those unexpected things are unexplainable, and we don't often see the where is God in the midst of it. But we know He's trustworthy. We know. God is going to take what the enemy meant to do harm in our life to destroy us and somehow we'll use this for good. And again, when you can't see his hand, when you don't understand it, trust his heart. Trust his heart because he's for you. He's not going to abandon you. He yeah. won't. God is doing something in the middle of this. And I just always come to the conclusion, everything I go through in life, I, I really do. Some people call it naive. I, no. I'm sorry. I call it trust. No, no but listen to my naive. statement. I trust that God always does the right yeah. thing. Yeah. Let's talk about it for just a second, Chris. So you were starting when we first um, shared mm-hmm. about like life events. For for me, one of the biggest life events was as a kid, you know, being a, um, in, a, in a family where my parents got divorced. Now as an adult, I can look back and have a perspective to see that the um, pain of that um, happening is truly what propelled me to seek out the Lord because I was so deeply hurting. The hurt of it for me that was the catalyst pushed me to that Jesus. It was a catalyst to yeah, get on fire for the Lord. To run after God. Okay. So so when I think about your story, I want you to share a little more about Oh, so here I am at Bible college. I yeah. got a great family. I love them. I'm I'm, you know, off of Bible college. They move. So like my whole life, everywhere that I grew up and all my friends and everything. You know, you're at that age, you're, you know, you're you're 18 years of age, 19, and then everything, everything. is gone. Yeah. It's all different. I'm at a new college. Yeah. They're in a new church in a new city in the a south. A long way away. Long ways away and unexpected. And uh but the gift in the middle of it all is had they never done that, I'd have never met you, hun. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And at the time. I don't know that you were thrilled about the fact that they moved so far away. No, I'm telling you, I was your... devastated by that. <laughs> I didn't like that all the way. Yeah. I mean, there's always the new adventure and something different and whatever, but I, God used that to bring the two of us together 
He did. For the purposes that he has. And man, the things that God has done through through the family there in Memphis has been has been absolutely it's been wonderful. What do you think about I'm I'm thinking about another life event in our situation coming to Life Fellowship mm-hmm. 10 years ago now and how that sort of all transpired through a lot of pain, personal pain in our life and in ministry and a lot of people have heard this story and I'm not asking you to dive into too much of it. But had we not done what we knew God was calling us to do here, Life Fellowship as we know it right now wouldn't be what it is because of all the things that the Lord has led us to do, even being here in this building and at this campus and having this happening was a part of us saying yes to something that at the time looked very like unplanned in our life. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think that the, there is a miracle that always comes out of those unexpected moments. If you continue to trust trust the Lord in the middle of it all. And for us, the unexpected moment was that I was an associate pastor at a church in Frisco. I'd been there for about three years. We went from church plant to church planted, Yeah, went through an, uh, an arduous, it was an arduous task to even, you know, build buy a, land, build yeah. a building. I was on staff and it was exposed that the pastor that I was working for was having multiple affairs. And that was unexpected. In fact, yeah. it was Easter of 2010 that, that, that week, happened. Yeah. I showed up to Easter and he wasn't there because it was exposed that weekend. Yeah, but we didn't know. So we had a guest speaker yeah. and we we're were like, all what planning, what are we going to do for Easter? Mm-hmm. Like every, our world came crashing down. Yeah, yeah. And it would have been really easy that in the middle of the unexpected pain. Uninvited, uh, like unwelcoming, we, had given, we didn't. I, when you're that. a part of a church plant, you you vest your finances, your life, you you yeah. give everything, and then it's all taken away, like all gone. And uh, that would have been a real easy easy day for you and I personally, thinking mm-hmm. about what God has called us to to have said, "Well, forget the ministry and forget God, and we're going to stop trusting people because the minute we trust them and do certain yeah, things, they they're going to abuse us, us and they're going to hurt us." Yeah. And we actually battled with those thoughts because yeah. it hurt us so deeply. Yeah. And we had to come to the conclusion, we're not going to be held accountable someday for that person's actions. We're going to be held accountable for how we for respond we do. to the call of God. Yeah. So the, the benefit of that is it really challenged us yeah. in the call that God has for us to make sure- We're doing this for the Lord, not for the- a person or that mm-hmm. man or that church, that building, if you will. But it was about the call of God. It tests you that to the core. It yes finds to. out who who you are. And I think that in the middle of it, God uses to perform miracles. And out of that, mm-hmm. we came to Life Fellowship and um we began this journey and seeing what God's doing here. Incredible. And we know that in the same way, if I just come back to the story of Mary. And when she um, was visited by the angel (laughs) and told that she was going to give birth to the Son of God, um, she trusted that word, and she welcomed um, the Lord, who is our Messiah, who ultimately conquered death, but in the most unexpected way. And 
honestly, her belief in that word and saying yes to it and accepting even it, if, even though she even continued with all to the be surprised, even with all the questions and her not knowing what the future would look like, was not easy. Um, and led to some pain in her life, right? Like led to pain, a lot of pain, rejection, yeah, disappointment. Her, yeah, her life was not made easier because she was she gave birth and said yes to what what was happening unexpectedly. It, but the miraculous started showing up. It opened up brand new doors. And yeah. think about the honor that she had. Yeah. To have been the mama. You know, the blessing comes when we when we trust in that word, when we trust in his promise and when we really fully surrender to what is God's will. And it may look different than what I thought it was going to look like. It might lead me to places that I never imagined God was going to lead me. But when we believe his word and hold on to those promises, that's where um, that's where the blessing comes in the unexpected things. And so... Yeah. So again, when you can't see God's hand and things are unexpected in your life, yep. trust his heart. Yep. Trust him. He often shows up now in unexpected ways. We have a mailbag question here today, honey. All right. Mailbag. <laughs> so if you have those questions, you can email us at info at lifefellowship.tv and we want to answer them. But the question comes in today, what are some of your Christmas traditions? So I think that they're asking, you well. know, what are some of the traditions maybe you guys do on Christmas Eve? Or on Christmas, what are some of those traditions? What are some traditions? Well, for us, we have a few. First of all, we always put up our Christmas de decor at our house the day after Halloween. That's that's a crazy one, y'all, which I don't normally share with the world, but now that Chris already said it, everyone knows. <laughs> We're early decorators. We like it. But one of our traditions is we have always done um, Christmas pajamas, like as a gift on Christmas Eve for our kids. Wait, you're going way too fast. That's true. We, we got to back up just a little bit. <laughs> so Christmas Eve morning, Christmas Eve morning. Yep. I always make a certain breakfast. Do you yes. want to tell them? No, you tell them. It, it's my grandma Lindbergh's. It's her recipe. Caramel rolls. Yep. Caramel pecan rolls. Caramel pecan rolls are being cooked at the Lindbergh uh, household. The we'll have house? them tomorrow morning. Yes. I, I always make cannot, them Christmas Eve morning. I cannot wait. It's a good and one. We're going to have uh, that. They're sticky We do and a little chewy. espresso kind of a thing. We got this little deal that we got when we were in Italy. We, you can cook it on the stovetop. Yep. And it's, we're going to put heavy cream in our coffee. Ooh, it's delicious. But so listen. <laughs> That's what we, we eat a lot. Back, back. Christmas traditions. Focus back. Traditions. About food. So we have, we have my grandma Lindbergh. Mm -hmm. uh, she was Norwegian. Yep. Uh, her father's name, by the way, was Olaf. Olaf. Yeah, Olaf. What a Like name. the snowman. Yeah, Olaf. But uh, so we'll do that. And then you'll mm -hmm. make meatballs. I have done that in the last few years. That I love so much. The kind that you- We just have kind of snacky food. You have like a crock food. pot and you put the yeah. little- Yeah. Chili sauce and cranberry jelly. Oh, and you do the toothpicks. And yep. And we do that. And it is- oh, oh, and then you do this thing. What is that called? You do it every year <laughs> now. so pumped. No, I'm serious. Oh, no. You, it's the cream cheese and then you put something on top of it. It's this spicy- Oh. Oh, jalapeno, hot jalapeno jelly. Yeah, and so we dip hot, those pretzel chips in yeah, it. Pretzel chips in that. We just, the see, I'm coming back to our traditions, our food. Mm -hmm. We love good food. And then we will go to uh, Life Fellowship Christmas Eve services. That's our tradition. And we get to spend our Christmas Eve with our spiritual family. 
It's awesome. It's like really. one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah. The, the candle lighting moment tomorrow night is going to be It's beautiful. Heaven. Like our team has been working so much behind the scene. It's, it's going to be awesome. And so, but, and then we, when services are done, we, we come back home. Mm-hmm. We open gifts on Christmas Eve with our kids and our, our family. And then the next morning we wake up and we drive to Memphis. Yep. We drive to Tennessee. We do waffles. With Chris's sister and, and parents. Chicken fingers. She makes that was last year. We always have waffles and she did like, you know, chicken and waffles last year. Yeah, but year. we do, but there's topping. There's, there's like whipped pecans cream and cherries. And, yeah, and the cherry pie filling. Bacon and mm. it's oh so it's your good. grandma Lindbergh's other recipe, her waffle recipe. Did you know that? I know. She had some good recipes. She was really a good cook. <laughs> But we anyway, have a lot of fun, and we take good we, a lot of pictures with our family, and it's always and we eat a lot. Our big tradition is that we just get to eat, uh, eat good, and we're with our spiritual family, and we're with our yeah, our, our physical family, and uh, and in the middle of it all, we give God all the thanks and praise for Amen. His Son Jesus. Um, and so, hey, everybody, um, if we don't get a chance to talk to you, uh, we just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Yes. And hopefully you can join us either online or in person for, for our Christmas Eve, Eve services. Yeah. So we love you guys. Great Christmas, everybody. See Hope you. Hope you have a great, great rest of your day. Bye God bye. bless.